So before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats, you know, keep myself sharp here on the sports, and I'll use my computer and just go in here, and I'm going to check, okay. What's up, Dip Nation? My name is Dave. Welcome to Too Much Dip. It's Monday. We've got Dylan Shivery live in studio. What's up, Dave? How we doing, You're man? here live in the studio with me. I, I am here. Very happy to be it's here. It's great to in see fact. you. Uh, thank you. You know, I got a little bit of a... I, got, I saw some people comment on, I think Reddit or something, uh -oh. saying like... Okay. You know, Dylan should probably watch sports if he's going to talk about sports. <laughs> so you know what I did? Hey, now. I watch a lot of sports since the last time I spoke into this microphone for this, this show we do here. So... Those are got, my burner accounts. You got your wish. It was fair. It was fair. The fact that any human being could try to come at your neck after an all-world weekend that you had and then still had the strength to join us on the pod right after that, mm, I've got your back on this well, one. KJ, thank you. You're a true friend. Uh, thanks for acknowledging that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I would say uh, you, you gold medaled in the sport of high knees into the waves. So yep. that's, that's all that you need. I did. That friendly voice that you hear that's coming to Dylan's defense, that's KJ, live from DeSoto, Texas, my man. undisclosed golf Lord. course. <laughs> in my own domicile, technically to your left, and way, 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 way behind Dylan. Yeah. I feel like that's how that room is oriented. Is that the way we're, we're positioned in here? Okay. Yeah, that's north. KJ's that way. Yeah, he's north. Yeah. Very far. Northbound 35. Yeah. It's an unreleased Pat Green song. <laughs> Chopped and screwed remix version. Yeah, dude. He was a member of the Swisher House, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay. Um, I'm really sorry for what I just said. We got ourselves a big episode, a really big one. Oh, yeah. A lot of sports have has happened, have happened, have happened since uh, we last spoke. Dylan's basketball. Want, Dylan's wanting to go through his bracket game by game, yeah. and just to kind of give yeah, his thoughts on like what went right, what went wrong. If y'all don't mind. <laughs> Uh, we'll indulge. My bracket, my bracket has been busted. I should have. I'll bust you know. your bracket too. <laughs> my bracket and my bracket. Have Best been... damn salesman in the office, <laughs> Bill Braske. Um, before we get into it and have too much fun, can I can I take a moment and just shout out one of our sponsors? Oh, They're yeah. sponsoring this here episode. I think you're gonna like this sponsor, Dylan. You're familiar, Headspace. I love Headspace, Dave. Love Headspace. I've said it. Every, I think every time we do this read, I, I remind the people that I was a Headspace guy before they were a sponsor. Not so much I believe in it. A pocket-sized guide that helps you sleep, focus, act, be better. Yeah, that's Headspace. I don't know if I would be here right now, like, dialed in like I am without Headspace. You know, I've got the kid, you wake up and you got to feed him, you got to get him back down. I use this to help me go back to sleep. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. We were all using it before they were a sponsor, and that's a true story. Facts. Big facts. K <laughs> KJ's using it now. KJ's, I mean, look at it. All the way on on it. Pull it up. I'm trying to see uh, my last meditation Saturday. Your boy's getting some time in to treat himself on the weekends. Dude, no wonder you were so chill all day Sunday. No wonder. I, <laughs> I really needed some time to come down and realize, uh, you know what? You don't have to dabble in Verdansk as a stress reliever. <laughs> Have some time to yourself, open up Headspace, have some you time. I love it. Overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. 
It's one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. That's why we love it. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. They're doing bigger numbers than this pod. I'll just tell you that right now. Yeah. They make it easy for you to build life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and they can do this and make it simple. Go to headspace.com slash bang, headspace.com slash bang. That's going to get you a free one-month trial with access to their full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash bang. Mm-hmm. Subdued bang. Because of the headspace. Because of headspace. A very chill bang. Chill but on point bang. Of course. Is what we're all looking for. Yes. Uh, Before we get into it, anybody smoke anything this weekend? I figured I'd ask now before we just hop into March Madness, but... I didn't smoke anything. You did not. KJ? Uh, Your boy is undergoing quite a bit of a backyard reno. Uh, Got a new piece of equipment we'll talk about later. Reorged some stuff. So the only thing smoking was wood and vibes. But we'll get to that now. Later on in the episode. Wow. KJ called it a reno. Yeah. I think that that's short for renovation. Renovation. No smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan tried one of those on circling back this morning, and it just it didn't work. He I, tried to work in declassification. I, I took off, but I just immediately, the nosedive, just crash and burn. It was ugly. Yeah. It, it, I think sometimes it's good to remind the people that uh, just because you make it look easy on the podcast does not mean it's easy <laughs> Whether or not you're on the podcast. The problem is I'm surrounded by guys who do make it look easy. And so yeah. when, I, when I attempt a, a Dave, it doesn't always go well, you know. Attempt yeah. a Dave at your own peril. Exactly. You know in a, an NBA jam when you haven't played it in forever and you pick up the sticks and you get the ball and you think you're pressing the pass button, but then you end up shooting a full-court shot <laughs> and it misses, the, it misses everything? Uh-huh. That's what Dylan did. Yeah, that's true. But at Ooh, least I'm out Carlton, there and I'm taking shots, you know. Leaning over, waiting on the shot to go in, you're like – Looks good anyway. I'll take the guy who takes the shot, the ill-advised shot, over the guy who's scared to shoot any day. Thank you. Thank you. I respect the shooter. I could have holstered it, but I went for it. Speaking of shooters, Dylan, Uh did you catch any of the uh, college basketball? I caught a lot of the college basketball. I didn't have anything to do all weekend, um, and so I just planted my ass on the couch, uh, popped a Vizzy or or three, and I watched a lot of basketball. Is it year three, he says. Yeah. God, over the course of a weekend, I was responsible. Any, uh, are you multi-screen any... guy? What's that? I was going to say, are you multi-screen guy, or do you just go with uh, whatever <laughs> the lead game is on, on uh I'm on not. A... No, I'm not. No, I just, I'm, just, I'm just one screen. I've tried to be that dude in the past. I found that like the most enjoyment is just keying in on whichever game is the closest, the latest. So yeah. if it's a if it's a, a, a five you know five or less points with ten minutes to go, I'll tune into that. Unless it's a game I've bet or have a vested interest in, like I watched all of Baylor, but that game actually was pretty close for the first yeah. ten minutes. I but. could have very easily done it too. I didn't even think about it. But I could have I could have brought my TV in from my bedroom and set it up. I just didn't think about it. Yeah, the DIY Octo Box attempt is. Uh, I would say it's it's always underwhelming. Uh, post college, where you don't need two 55 inch TVs side by side, I'm like, all right, uh, I'll put up a lappy if I really, really need it. But there were so many games that came down to the wire. Like you said, they would just wait until, you know, last five, 10 minutes of a, a game. And 
And then there you go. And you'll actually get the best part of this because I'm not trying to see a 36-36 first half and act like that's where I'm where my head is at. One of the uh, games that went down to the last few minutes, last few seconds really, was um, University of Texas versus Abilene Christian University, mm-hmm. ACU. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts, concerns. You want to talk about that at all? Yeah. It's um, on the bullet points here. Interestingly, uh, people, I saw people trying to chirp at me, whatever, but it, Texas is exactly the that, – that is the team I watch play all year. It was the least surprising outcome ever. It's a It's a – it's a team that has some pretty strong individual talents on it, but just plays so out of control on offense that it's really hard and frustrating to watch them play. Really good at just at just driving into a like driving the lane into a crowd of people and just getting, you know, in, into traffic and just doing like a, a last second like bailout pass that gets picked off. It's they're just so out of control. It's frustrating to watch. Um, to Abilene Christian's credit, though, that's a nasty defense that they play. They uh, they held Texas to like barely I think they, what was it fifty two points something like that, um, a nasty defensive team and uh, to, and despite a, a foul call at the end of the game there that was very questionable the dude stepped up and hit two very clutch free throws and you got to give him credit um, Texas just not very good not very good. Can you guess how many tournament wins Texas has under Shaka Smart? Uh, <laughs> is it zero? KJ. Uh, the same number that apparently the Nebraska Cornhuskers have historically. <laughs> historically, that is still okay. We'll yeah. talk about that in a minute. But yeah, it's correct. Shock has zero. Yeah, that's not tournament surprising. wins. They, they've been really. This is the best team he's had by a long shot this year. He they had have that, not been good. Dude, remember they lost a few years back on that last second half court shot. I think it was like Northern Iowa. Iowa, excuse me. No, it's just, dude. It's it's been the guy has had terrible luck at Texas. I think he's a good dude. I think everybody likes him, but Texas is a weird basketball town because they've had some of the, like, literally the best talent go through the school. Yet, I mean, since, like, their run with Brian Boddicker and that whole team <laughs> back in, uh, you know, the mid 2000s, early 2000s. Justin um, TJ Ford. TJ Ford. That team that lost to Duke, I think, in the Elite Eight, maybe. Well, they, they had a Final, Final four, four. Final Four run. They lost to uh, Syracuse and Mello. I don't know if you heard of him before. That's right. Uh, they ended up winning the whole thing. So Texas run. was good then, but that was T.J. Ford. I don't know if Boddicker was on that team or not. He may have been. Was he on a final? Brad Buckman, Westlake's own Brad Buckman was on that team. Oh, yeah, Brad of uh, Brad Buckman, Ford, and Dodge dealership, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Is that true? Probably. I have no idea. It just sounds like a name that would likely I mean, like spin Westlake, off into a real estate agent or something. That, that's a spot. you got a spot at a dealership all day long. Hey, Give me the lowdown. Is is Austin a bad basketball town? Like, does the university not support the team? Because I saw a lot of people like saying how. Um, what's the matter? Randy's Randy's doing something weird to the rundown. I'm not sure what's going on. Oh, Randy's trying to type in code in the rundown while we're doing. <laughs> like, I told you no HTML while we're potting. <laughs> Jeez, OP. I thought he was trying to tell us something with his <laughs> Morse code or some <laughs> like shit. Like Communicating with the computer, but not us. Yeah. Um, is Texas a bad basketball town? Or Austin? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yes. So like I, it doesn't give a shit about the game. No. Have you ever been to a, a game at the Frank Irwin Center? A while back. No yeah. one goes. I think, like, I went to a few games when Kevin Durant was on the team, which you would think that the town would get pretty excited for Kevin Durant. Uh, no one goes to the games, even back then. The it's easy just, money sniper. 
as he's known, the uh, the the well, the Slim Reaper. I always like that one. Slim Reaper's good. Slim Reaper. Yeah, it's just not a basketball town. Uh, I think Curry had a tweet that was very good. I retweeted it. He just former said, intern Curry, not yeah. Steph. Yeah, yeah. Shaka is lucky that no one in Austin cares about basketball, and it's pretty true. Pretty true. I, I think it's one thing that, um, like, it's it's so weird how quickly this tournament creeps up on you, and then like the false hopes that conference type conference tournaments give give a team. Like, we we met last week and sat there, and we're like, you know, good for Texas. They pulled out the win. They're going into the tournament, and you know, quote unquote momentum. And then today we're like. Fucking got stomped by Abilene Christian. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know it made it really sad because um, what's the kid's name? Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones yeah, came back um, from leukemia. Hit that big three. Yeah. And you thought like, oh, he's gonna be the story, and then uh, of course you have the foul call and the subsequent L. But yeah, yeah I believe he has another year. Survive of, that one. He should have another I think year. He has another year of eligibility. Um, he'll be back. Good. Yeah. Um, Disappointing team, though. The question that everybody's asking today is, is Abilene West Texas? <laughs> I don't know if you saw your TL, if your TL looks like my TL, but my TL was fighting. Yeah, Landry actually texted me a link to the tweet that, that got the start of this whole conversation. Um, was that from Bob Sturm? It was. Did he sterminate someone? So, I mean, he, the point he brought up, which is a solid point, if you look at the state of Texas, Abilene is pretty much right down the middle. Sure. But West Texas doesn't start in West Texas. It starts in Central Texas and moves West. Right. You start to see the um, – we're getting into hyper-niche Texas geography here, but that's okay. It's fun. We've got a lot of people who live out there. It, if, you're, if you're from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, pretty much everything – the joke is everything west of Fort Worth is West Texas. Now, I think once you go, you get going on 20 and you get past, like, Ranger and Eastland and all that stuff, you're in West Texas. You're definitely in West Texas and Abilene. It's got the characteristics of West Texas. It's it's not particularly beautiful. You got the windmills, you know, the ones that failed us during the Austin freeze and caused that whole deal. Right. That's what I was told. Right. Yeah. So, I think, for me, it's West Texas. I don't know. But, yeah, there is – Texas goes so far west, like – very, very far west, like from Abilene westward. I'm sure you could go six hours and still be in Texas, like if you're going to El Paso. But it, a lot of people were getting upset, and like the same people who got mad at me for accurately pointing out that Oklahoma is part of the Midwest. Sure, squarely in the Midwest. KJ, I I, I will not touch the Midwest Oklahoma thing, but. Doesn't that whole concept of like central, west, north Texas, I was trying to find the map to verify this stupid thought. Uh, here in the state of Texas, we get inundated with like head up our own ass, like history and classes about our own state, like seventh grade Texas history. And then I want to say it's eighth or ninth grade when you get geography, a lot of that focuses on Texas and they explain how you've got the five physical regions of the state. And I was thinking Abilene would fall into, quote, unquote, what we call West Texas because it's like at the beginning of the Great Plains. But apparently it doesn't even qualify for that. So fuck me there. I, I, I don't know. I've never constituted Abilene as anything but West Texas. Like once you're past fucking like Parker County and Weatherford, it's fucking West Texas. Everybody I know from Abilene uh, owns a pair of um, square toe boots, <laughs> some starched up jeans, some cinch jeans. And like some flannels that they tuck in. Belt buckle. Belt buckle. Yeah, dude. 
All yeah. those dudes. The du- the double stitch uh, square toe and um, the Carhartt jacket look is that is West Texas a hallmark of once you like pass Peaster and Springtown and all of that, you're in the heart of the in the heart of uh, where they smell manure and they tell you that's money. That's where that begins. Question is uh, in St. Louis, aren't the Golden Ar- not the Golden Arches? That's McDonald's. What's it called? The Arches? <laughs> the the, uh, the Arch. The Arch isn't that the gateway to the West? Yes, it is. Yes, which is confusing because you wouldn't say that like stuff immediately to the west of that is the West. It's just but where like civilization was, of, right? A lot of the, the names of regions are not always geographically accurate. What's I mean, like, like the tech, most dope region? Like Texas isn't part of the South, quote unquote, the South, even though it is. I mean, it borders Mexico. It is very much the but South Virginia of the United is. States. Texas is either just Texas or part of the Southwest. I think it's grouped in with like Arizona and Mexico sometimes, but it's who knows. Uh, to answer your question of what's the most dope region, I'm going to go with the Far East. Ooh, always blew my mind. I was like, I guess, yeah, that's also like I'd have to go way far. Why don't I just call it like the other West, like more West? Oh, I can get with that. My, I don't know my, jet streams. I, I guess. like I like the dirty South. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Do they still call it that? I, I don't know, David. I'm going to bring it back. Dylan strikes me as a middle part East guy. Okay. <laughs> I don't like what you're doing, KJ. <laughs> what exactly? What What made you think of that? Did Dylan have a take about middle parts that I'm not remembering? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let I, me, uh, speaking of North Central Texas, uh, how about Denton Zone? Mean Green. Just a T-Man. Shout out T-Man. <laughs> Even though it happened at uh, our employee Randy's expense. By the way, Texas sneaky put, the state of Texas sneaky put like six, seven teams into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty impressive. And a lot of them uh, really just put it down their leg in round one. But uh, I'm, I'm going to pat myself on the back for how great I was feeling about uh, knowing all of the college basketball. I don't know what was after Friday night. Or, yeah, whatever, after the first round ended, because all of that came to a screeching halt immediately after that. Every team that I was like, oh, they're going to do great things, they're going to go far in this tournament, just completely getting trounced in round two, including Iowa right now. Like, Iowa, Illinois. What's that score uh, looking like? Uh, They lost by 15, or losing by 15. Luca Garza is crying through his oversized eyebrows. Okay. Great player. Well, you know what? Maybe change your name. I think we've already got a Luca. <laughs> yeah, dude. The way he lumbers up and down the court, he looks so unathletic. But the dude can ball, but yes, just not very athletic looking. Uh, the story of UNT, even though it came to a close last night, mm. Javion Hamlet, the uh, point guard. And um, when I say the story, I, sh- I-, I should say it's his father. I don't know if you saw his dad, who is my favorite person, my favorite character. Let me put it up on the screen here. Uh, yes. I think I will have to, right? I got it. Can you see that, KJ? I cannot, but I've got it pulled up on my end. So go right oh, in. very cool. I, I've got the link in there. Yeah, his dad was in the stands rocking the uh, the custom crew neck with like, uh, looks like a, an airbrushed version of his son with like a, a number of, I don't know what all what's all on there, but it's, it's really dope. And they kept showing him, and it, made, it was a really good story. He transferred into UNT. I think he was at... 
I don't know, maybe Sam Houston or something. I can't remember. Like a two-star, barely recruited out of high school, but he balled out. I think he had like 30 or 35 points At in one the first point, game. His dad was uh, recording or taking pics with an iPad, which is uh, <laughs> such a, a parent move. I loved it. We need to get a photo of you doing that for Parks. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely a big thing, uh, I would say, in what we call the community. I've seen that move pulled like, I think the viral tweet going around was, you know, it was any black parent or aunt or uncle at a graduation ceremony. I've seen that done at a funeral, busting out the full blown <laughs> iPad to like FaceTime other members of the family and yeah. just video it. I'm like, uh, come on, this is uh, not the time. My mom does that when we go to the ranch and, uh, the, you know, park starts playing. She'll get out the iPad and just start just videoing. It's funny. <laughs> Dude, I kind of love that. Yeah. It's, funny. it's just so jarring. Like, I get it. The camera's the same, and you'll see the picture better, but yeah, uh, it, it just something <laughs> doesn't. It's so unstable, I would say. Dude, um, tip of the cap to UNT on their uniforms. Yeah. Arguably the best uniforms in the tournament. The mean, the, the the classic green that reminds me of the old vintage Mavs uniforms with the uh, just the mean green on there. I think is very underrated. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. It's like yeah. Okay. You cosign. Sure. Sure. Straight facts. I, I get uh, Jets vibes from New York Jets. Yeah, but with yeah. more success. Uh, or sure. old school Eagles jerseys. Randall Cunningham Eagles yeah. jerseys. Yeah. Ooh. Good call. I like that a lot. They're Eagles. Good comparison. Um, the Avery other Johnson thing I enjoyed about this game is we had Avery Johnson on the call. Uh, I am what uh, – I'm not what people would say a uh, great radio voice. I don't have the uh, – uh, Dylan Shivery, Pete Blackburn voice here on the podcast. Uh, Avery Johnson might be further, further down the spectrum in terms of voices that you would want nationally televised uh, calling a game. Incredibly intelligent. He can carry the conversation, but geez, man. He's the little general. <laughs> <laughs> what a name. That came up in San Antonio, right? Yeah. He was on that first championship team, right? The David Robinson, that was his big claim to fame. I don't know if he won any more rings with them. David Robinson was the admiral, correct? He was the admiral. Why, or wasn't, Avery. why wasn't Avery Johnson the, the little admiral? I think David Robinson was literally an admiral. I know. And so I don't. Like, I, he didn't want to steal the valor. Okay. Okay. Avery. Um, I would have gotten behind it, but okay. I'm not the biggest Avery guy just because of how it ended in Dallas with the Mavs, but I do enjoy hearing him call a game. It's it's different and it's different in a good way. Like he he over accentuates all his words, <laughs> and it's it he's kind of got a little Jim Rome in him in that. But Jim Rome sounds much more uh, I don't know, professional, I guess. I don't know what we're looking for. Do but, either of you two guys want to try to do an Avery Johnson? Nah, I'm good, man. KJ, nope, you beat me to it. I was gonna ask the people for you to. Uh, Give the fake Avery you were uh, testing out right before we hit record, but no, we'll let that moment pass. <laughs> he's too he's too good to like impersonate. Like it's I know it can be done, KJ. We've we've heard it be done, but it's just yeah. <laughs> it's it's very good. I hope he's on more games. Who couldn't be physically more distant from Avery Johnson? <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, uh, Baylor. I missed all of the Baylor game. I saw the score just continue to tick up and up and up. Um, Baylor's cold-blooded, man. They had their shot, I guess. There's some killers on that team. They started very slow in their first game against uh, Hartford, I believe. And then they turned it on. 
and they, you know, it was never – it was like a 16-point game for the rest of the game. Then against Wisconsin, um, they came out and looked like a different team. Like, they came out and were clearly like, no, we're, we're not starting like that again. And they were – they just got a lot of dogs on that team, man. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, yeah. they get after it on the defensive end. and They can all shoot the ball, all of them. And my favorite story is uh, Matthew Mayer. Is that the guy with the hair? Westlake's own. He went to Westlake? He, I think, yeah, he's Austin Westlake. The mullet guy? Mullet guy. Oh, I didn't realize that. No. He can ball, man. We definitely had some looks in this tournament. Okay, okay, yeah, this guy's all into hair bits. You don't normally see the hair bits from, like, a, a one seed. Hair bits are more of, like, a, a team that's just happy to be there, and they're going to they're gonna screw around like, and maybe. I'm going to find a way to get some camera time. Yeah, you don't see the the you know the number two team in the nation with a with a, a dude who's just out there. Speaking of camera time, doing Gundy t- bits. Number thirty three for Appling Christian, the the walk on who did the horns down at the end, and it was like they showed him between like every every possession, just like flexing and screaming. I hate that guy. Did that so make you much. mad? It it did. It did. No, did, not the the horns down. Eh, whatever. Just how how excited he got! Just at like a free throw, he was just he would start flipping out. Do you think I they, they should have like thrown a flag? I don't think they have flags in basketball, but uh, he was just really annoying. He got he got my uh, most annoying player of the week award. Okay, player, yes, I would say the only other person that pissed me off more this weekend was the like six person student section for Loyola <laughs> Chicago. Dude, we talking about that was all swag. That dance move they were doing, they were they were passing it to each other. You kidding me? It looked like every reject, like who didn't know how to find the train to get to Hogwarts, and instead. They were <laughs> KJ, everybody knows college basketball fans are the dorkiest fans in all of sports. It's true. <laughs> Go to any any college basketball game and just look in the student section. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. Fair. I can't wait till we all get vaxxed up and we can we can link and uh, start passing it to each other. Start like those passing guys. dance moves. The vibe just just goes from you just from my... you hand me the vibe and now <laughs> I'm gonna hit this pass the vibe. vibes and not uh, the Rona from fucking one worm to the other there pass vibes not Rona is a good tea it, you can tell it wasn't their first time doing that too like they they knew it like it was almost like choreographed the way they, they practiced it like in the car on the on the way down oh. still in the thunder from Cameron Crutwig who got all the other visual uh, attention this weekend because mm-hmm. of his mustache. Dude, I'm so tired of like mustache guys. It's like we get it, dude. Like cool bit, man. You're so different and zany. It's like just fuck off, right? Yeah, freaking nerds. Way better than goatee guys. I agree. Yeah, so Baylor's really good. Baylor good. They got Villanova next. Um, does anybody want to talk about uh, Tech Arkansas? Or we want to stay away from that. Uh, I think it deserves to at least be acknowledged. Yeah, pour uh, one out for West Texas. This one's for West Texas. Shout out to West Texas. We love West Texas. The real West Texas. Mac McClung is at the tournament. Was he also on your list of like just guys you just can't stand? You know, I, you I got think, a real I think problem. I was a little hard the, uh, on Mac McClung. He he wasn't he wasn't his usual uh, just overly animated douchey self this tournament. He kind of he kind of withheld a little bit. Maybe uh, that's what held them back. Maybe he needed a swag. We needed him strutting around. It seems like you got a real problem with the um, athletic white dude in the tournament. <laughs> I going, oh, going white and I can dunk cool, man. That's been done before. Like, what are you doing? Get find, find a new angle. What Is it because those guys get rim and <laughs> and land? It's because he's a six foot white guy who can absolutely throw down, and I'm jealous of him. Yeah, that's why. Have you seen his dunk tape? His it's, dunk reel. It's sick. The guy can absolutely 
get up. It's crazy. Shouts to Mac. Uh, he went what four of sixteen or four of seventeen and had like nine points in the game. Just absolutely shit the bed. And and they played. I think they doubled him from start to finish in that game. They were trapped in whatever the fuck you want to call it in basketball. Make the ball get out of his hands. Um, but you've got to find a way to get that player open. I know Chris Beard is known to be you know a defensive coach first. Uh, also, you know uh, who was that? Pat Ford. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Hold, hold that. Let me find that tweet. But for tech to go out there, I, I feel like they've been in these games and won them before. They just, there were a couple fouls at the end that did not get called, probably shouldn't have been called, but didn't get called and they just couldn't put it together. They missed free throws or McClung missed the free throw to start time to try to tie the game up, but they just didn't have it at the end of the game. But some people have a different take as to why they lost. Yeah, um, I don't. He did not. Surely he didn't delete the tweet. I, he can, was I can recall it pretty much by memory. Oh, here we go. I got you it. Got it. Okay. Not saying this is a causal relationship, but, but, the three coaches who seemed the least interested in wearing their masks this season were Brad Underwood, Bob Huggins, and Chris Beard. Gone. 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 Wow. That, that's galaxy brain take right He's there. Not saying it's a causal relationship. Not but, saying it's a but. No, no. but but where's the lie? <laughs> so why even point it out, Pat? I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. If he would have, if he would have uh, punctuated the tweet with that, like an asterisk at the end, I might have uh, tried to get online and purchase it as an NFT. That is, <laughs> dude. And like, it was one of those tweets where by the time I saw it and was like, oh, I gotta respond or I gotta do a quote tweet. Everybody had already done it for me. And I'm like, I have nothing else to add. I don't, I'm not going to chase the RTs. Every point has been made. Frat on good sirs. Yeah. <laughs> like Brad, Brad Underwood of uh, University of Illinois head coach and Bob Huggins of West Virginia. Um, it is certainly okay. something I associate with Chris Beard. Like that's every time I saw him, them, him coach this season, he is a notorious chin masker, which again, uh, I think it's silly because he's around players who are also under the same protocols and the players aren't required to then wear a mask. However, it, it's one of those things that when you're in a position of leadership, I don't know, like just fucking follow, go through the f- motions. You're going to tell your players to do similar, like stupid things that they just have to do. You should do it as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it's, Bob, Bob Huggins is a funny one. Cause just looking at the guy, and knowing nothing about him personally or his like political leanings, like there's no way that guy wears a mask like <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, you know? that guy might work in this office complex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we've touched on uh, all the Texas programs. Um, it would be a, a real disservice if we didn't t- talk about the team that everybody is saying is going to win this whole deal. And of course, I'm talking about Gonzaga. Yes. <laughs> Look, apologies to the Gonzaga people. To all my Zags out there. About seeing Gonzaga, but that's on me. I and I guess all of us. It's Wait. KJ, what do you say? Gonzaga? It's Gonzaga. Gonzaga. It's you gotta, Gonzaga. You got to say it like you're doing a bad bit, a bad uh, Gonzaga. Boston guy bit. It, it doesn't look it, right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's in Eastern Washington, not fucking Eastern. I know. Fair. What the Fair hell? Fair point, but we got, we got corrected. We got corrected. It's Gonzaga. 
Okay. They're, they're, they're also cold-blooded. That's a good a good basketball team. I think people are confusing it with um, the, the term that I think was like uh, like your, your, our dads probably used back in the 70s to refer to, um, um, you know, a part of the female anatomy. Of course, I'm referring to gazongas. <laughs> which was, my dad never used that one, Dave. That's that's like that's like old man, like yeah. old man. I like get the golf course creepy. You're like, all right, dude, chill. And someone it's said it, so- it's a Texas thing. Apparently, people from Texas just say it that way. Gonzaga? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's Maybe I I've just never heard it any other way. I didn't. Okay. Gonzaga. 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 Yeah. I'll try to get it uh, right by the time they get bounced in like I don't know Elite Eight. Oh, not even an insult. That's that'd be an achievement relative to any other team we just oh, talked KJ. about. KJ, oh look at KJ. They look pretty good. They they look really good. KJ, <laughs> they look really They're, good. They got OU, okay. who's not that great. So did Illinois. Uh, did you guys see that Colin Cowherd called called that first round uh, blowout? But he, do you see him try to take credit for that? No. They were up by like thirty eight or something. He's like, just so y'all know, like I called this blowout. Hashtag I expert. I don't know if he was joking or not, but he tried to. Like, dude, it, wait, it's a, it's a one the versus Gonzaga six, game? Yeah, it's a one versus a 16. Like, this, no one's surprised by this. Dude, I thought bag. it was going to go down to the end. <laughs> the, do you mean the yeah. perennial number one team I, I who has not a, lost a game I blew out of a, a 16 seed? Yeah. The hell? He's a douche. Hopefully, he was joking and it was like some radio bit that we were in a, I wasn't aware of, but guys like that don't get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I was sad to see Okie State go down last night. I think that was one of my teams to watch. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, team to watch uh, underperform. Yeah, Cade Cunningham yeah. It, it didn't go well. Much like the the one time I watched him play in the regular season, he looked extremely average, and that's why I was not super high on him. But uh, the dude's very very good. Gonna be a first round or first overall pick, most likely. Uh yeah, I believe so. But I don't know, man. It's been fun. This is probably the closest I've watched the tournament in a while. Um. Ooh, can I talk Buddy Bayheim real quick? Dude, please do. Oh, yeah. That dude is nasty. <laughs> Did you watch him play at all? Yeah. I was watching uh, their first first round matchup, and he was 9 for 11 at one point, and like 7 or 8 from 3, just something stupid like that. He could not miss. And he was getting, he was getting like Steph-esque like quick shots off. He had guys all over him. It was really impressive. When he was uh, nine of, or 9 of 11, people were saying that he was going full Matty B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one said that. No, absolutely, no one said that. He's good, man. <laughs> it's good. I will not Kemp spin and say you anything know, about any car wrecks. I am you glad. Know, you know his dad's the coach, Dave. You know that. Yeah, and you know, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I'm, oh. I'm passing. He was found of no wrongdoing in a vehicular accident that resulted in the death. Oh. If, or Jim Beheim. Same with uh, Mr. Kendall Wonderful. Gen- not Kendall Jenner. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I know what you're talking about. The former Bachelor. What's his name? Caitlin oh, Jenner. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Chris's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The That has nothing to do with, with what happened, but I'm just saying also. That's right. Yeah. Found, found <laughs> cleared of all wrongdoing and said, said vehicular accident, but. Uh, the Mr. Wonderful story is a great one for anyone with time on their hands. Boat ran over another boat. Wife was driving the boat. It's a terrible story. Whoa! Uh, I don't. Okay, hold on. Let's talk about all the the accidents. Are we talking about history. the Shark Tank guy? 
Yes. Oh, no. Apparently, he and his wife were boating at night. Um, Bad idea. Another boat that was out at night. Their boat went over the other boat, and the person on the other boat did not make it. Um, But, yeah. Anyhow, let's move to other vehicular events. How about that? Oh. Talking F1? We want to talk about We're talking about uh, this Chicago Cubs minor leaguer. What's up, Dylan? Jesus. Oh, okay. What's his name, KJ? Jesus Camargo Corrales. That's what we're going to go with. I can't roll my R, so. Arrested with 21 pounds of meth in a Chicago Cubs team-issued duffel bag that was uh, hidden in the wheel well of his vehicle as he uh, traveled along in, uh, I believe, Fort, was it Fort Wayne? Fort Bend? Not Fort Bend. Uh, Uh, Headline. Outside of Vail. So unbelievable. It took me like five times of seeing it before I actually started to uh, give any credit to it. 25 years old, still in single A, so I don't think he was a highly touted prospect or anything. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to make make it to the, the show. Those guys don't make a lot of money. No. So sometimes you got to get a little sometimes action on the side. And you got to move weight. I would – I don't – allegedly he was moving this way. I don't know. I got to see more. I got to see – I, I got to see more. Show me the affidavit. And I don't know much about uh, crystal meth or like – Okay. Or like what what – is a lot of crystal meth, but I feel like 25 pounds is a lot. I seen you at float fest. <laughs> is that a lot of, is that a lot of meth? I don't know. 25 pounds. I can't Never name been. a single oh. item that 25 pounds would not be a lot of. <laughs> oh, and, and 1.2 pounds of oxy. Yeah. Alcohol, 25 pounds of alcohol would be quite a bit. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, street value of this. Um, I, I don't know, but I want to. Uh, let's see. I don't think it's in the article. There's there's gotta be not an article here, but, um, here in the second worst story out of Eagle County, Colorado, uh, the other items of note, um, Camago Corrales claimed a friend in Sinaloa, Mexico, uh, offered him $500 to deliver the duffel bag to Denver. Um, they did find a thousand dollars in a bag held by a rubber band as well as several packages marked capital CO. I don't, I, I appreciate that they know their state abbreviations. I would come up with some other coding system possibly. Um, eventually he basically alluded to knowing that there was something other than clothes in there. But uh, I think there's two parts here. A, yeah, it's a fuck ton of drugs, dude. And B, $500. Dude, you, no one's muling for $500. No. There's got to be at a minimum five digits on that on that payday. Sinaloa, Mexico, Dave. Of course, we know about Sinaloa because yeah, of I've Narcos. S- I've seen Narcos as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's where he's originally from as well. The guy is. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he had a thousand dollars with him makes that five hundred dollar line bullshit to me. Like five hundred bucks. That's just simply not enough money. So he's acknowledging that I've got a grand and I don't need the five hundred or. You're giving me this thousand for some other transaction in which I've now got fifteen hundred dollars and a lot of drugs. Um, did he say that he knew he had the bag and he just didn't know what was in it? Is that his defense? His claim was that uh, from what he knew, the bag contained shoes or clothing, okay. but also indicated that there were drugs inside. <laughs> let's um, let's just a little lesson here, if you're ever, and I'm not trying to, I'm not going to teach anyone how to commit a crime, but let me just say this: if you ever um. If the police ever ask you questions, if you're ever arrested, don't answer them and uh, just say you'd like to speak to your attorney. Just just saying. I want to speak to the crime dog. That's what I'm going to say. Call the crime dog. Call the <laughs> law hawk first. And if the law hawk's not there, 
Call uh, get the crime call Rusty Harden maybe. <laughs> no, yeah, that's unbelievable uh, story. That's tough. Yeah, it's gonna probably derail and his, just just his a little baseball career, little huh? bonus oxy. Well, what's the point? Just, just a little bonus. Just a little sprinkle of oxy. Just for the fun of it. That's the preview. That was, that's the preview for next next month's shipment. Bonus oxy. Just for just for your trouble. <laughs> One point two pounds of it. He just had Tommy John's. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's true. I don't think you need that much oxy. Has anybody thought of Tommy John's? J A W N S. Ooh. Ooh pro- probably. The Tommy John's. Yeah, someone's done that. There that seems John's, like season uh, six of The Wire. Somebody's going to be screaming out, calling uh, the new pack that. Did you hear? Uh, did you hear who's uh, started The Wire this weekend? Who? Your boy. Welcome. Yeah, I'm like five eppies in, man. There you go. Keep it's on pushing. Very strong so far. Keep pushing. It's got me hooked. I am uh, like five full like cycles through that show. Really? So I uh, I'm I'm over uh, over the moon uh, impressed with it. So get I, through season two. That's where you'll hear a lot of pushback. People push back on season right. two, but if if you really season you finish two to it, me, you enjoy it, season two. It, it's it it is yeah. It, it's because it, it, the show kind of pivots a little bit to some di- different characters different setting um still in baltimore but um it's i think it's good and okay. you'll you'll find that i think season three through five it's like some of the best tv ever made can't wait season one it, i'm in already it me mid-30s white guy who's recommending the wire yeah just like um i don't know i, I had another example for this previously i think it was when i was still trying to defend nickelback or something but ever since family guy made like one joke on it it became like uncool to say that it was a good show like we're sopranos or breaking bad i'm like it doesn't change the fact you know no and um that's our we need i don't know if we're gonna have you recap your wire viewing on on circling back but i i kind of want to talk about it on here here. i'm down i'm down to talk i i can talk about it at any moment of any day okay Something else I really want to talk about. Rodeo bull names. I don't know if you caught the world champion bull standings that uh, Will sent to our group text. But um, we've got some world-class premium bull names. And I just want to go through these and just get your thoughts. Um, Let's go. The number one bull in the world. Chiseled. Oh, number one and 1B. Whoopa. Number <laughs> three, Smooth Operator. Personal favorite here. Uh, Marquee Metalworks Coriolis Effect. <laughs> that's just that's just too long of a name. What do you what do you call the the bull number like, f- to his face? You got to call him Marquise, right? Marquise. Or Mar- is that Marquis or Marquise? Yeah, hard to say. Hard to say. Number five. Number five, Juju. Okay. Shouts to Juju. <laughs> number six. This is the one, Dylan. This is my this is my bull. You know this bull's mean. I'm riding this. Mean one. but but smooth. Mezcal. Mean but that's. Well said, Dave. That's my that's my my bull right there. Seven hmm. Red Clark, eight KJ. I'll let you take this one. Riding solo, <laughs> dude. What so if we found out like Jason Derulo's like deep in this game and like he owns this bull? <laughs> we we actually came across <laughs> this because uh, Will was just straight up watching. Why is Will watching so many weird he watch, alt sports? He watches weird. Yes, alt sports. He's an alt sport guy. He watches uh, sailing. Rodeo? Should he be our all sports minute guy? Yes. Here we go. Just like the random <laughs> shit that he put on. I mean, Number nine, on David. I think this is all you. 
Oh, man. Number nine. I've already said something's my personal favorite, but I'm going to say it again. Chainsmoker. Mm. <laughs> Not my favorite. This one, of course, is from Boulder. Are you sure? Isn't that how the song goes? I would like to imagine this is about someone who just rips cigs all day and not about the, the band. Like you don't think the, after the band. You think the Bulls just sitting there ripping cigs? I don't think the Bull maybe the Bulls owner. Like I I love to smoke so much. And the real <laughs> reason we're doing this segment also uh, tied with Chain Smoker at number nine. This is what they used to call Dylan in college, smooth wreck. They did, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird time. We're gonna talk about it. Do we it need sounds to get like a terrible sandwich? The smooth. What was the sandwich we just ordered that we hated the name? Oh, uh, from Honey Ham. Something slice. The smooth slice or no, choice slice. Choice slice. It just uh, it could not roll off the tongue any worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is all sponsored by Yeti. I don't know if you saw that Yeti is sponsoring PBR now. Unsurprising, but I'm, if you guys want to fuck around and get into PBR, I'm down. Let's get you on a bull. Nope. Let's get you on a, a horse. Nothing made me a more nervous horse. in the uh, in the jackass era than like them. Anytime they got into a, a ring with the Bulls, that's when I knew something bad was going to happen. I don't need to watch a, uh, a sporting event where I'm just hoping the person doesn't die. Kind of why I'm not into MMA very much. I don't want to see any brain damage. Someone just get, you know, catch one in the temple. I, I don't want to see anyone get gored by a bull or stomped out. It's just not my thing. I'm glad they wear cages over their faces now, though. The only thing yeah. you want to murder is your thirst. I just want to murder my thirst. That's all. KJ, do you enjoy watching violent sports? Uh, I'm in on PBR. Uh, I enjoy going to the rodeo. I enjoy, and I'm not going to say like I go annually, but I'll, actually that's a lie. I do go to like the stock show and rodeo in Fort Worth annually. I won't always go to the rodeo portion of it. Um, it's it's a good, uh, good little vibe. You did some time out in Lubbock. Yeah, a little time out. No, I, I never went to one out there, but I've, I've done maybe five or six around here. And I went to the one, uh, which one's that? Cedar Park, yes. Austin County Rodeo, whatever that one's called. Um, I think when times become a little bit more certain, even though they, they seem to be very certain here in Texas, we need to do the Houston Rodeo next year. I have never done the Houston Rodeo. And Not I've, either. I've heard only good things. A lot of fun. It's a scene. It's a. Have you been? I've been uh, once or twice. It's a it's a scene. It's an all. It's you better wear your big boy pants. You know what I mean. Your square toes. You better wear your big boy pants and your square toes, and just be, be ready. It's like a you leave there feeling like you're at ACL for for nine hours straight. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean. It's just like exhausting, and it's you're drinking all day, and you know one of those. I'm too old for it. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm too old for Larry Joe Taylor and for Chili Fest. I still have not done Houston Rodeo, and I'm still optimistic that I could survive it. KJ's got the right attitude. Be more like KJ. KJ's a better man than I am. I, I just haven't been proven wrong enough times. So that's the problem. I, I'm not saying I would survive it. I'm just, I'm just uh, optimistically confident or ignorantly confident, I should say. Let me tell you this. Speaking of riding solo. Speaking of riding solo. One thing I like to do after a long day of riding bulls, I like to fire up my solo stove, KJ. Whether you're <laughs> camping in the woods or at a backyard get-together, there's nothing like a roaring fire to bring you back to what matters, Dylan. I'm a big fire guy, Dave. This is my down-home sponsor voice, and I'll stop it right now. The things digital distractions and the frenzy of everyday life make too easy to forget warmth, 
brilliance, connection. Those fireside moments ground you in what it means to be human. I, some of my best memories have occurred around a campfire. Did you know that it's a low smoke burner? You're a low smoke burner. I know. Uh, no, I did the not. The way that it's designed, I, it's it's. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not there. Like, you don't understand how it works. I don't have the brains to explain why it does what it does. But it's a low smoke fire pit, which is very cool. Because one of the everyone knows one of the worst parts about sitting around a fire. The wind is eventually going to shift, and it's going to blow it right in your face, and it's going to be annoying. You got to move around. Then it follows you the other side of the fire. You're, yeah, you end up, your clothes are just doused in it. You have to shower before you go to bed. It's Not in with your the hair. solo stove, bitch. Not with the solo stove. Solo smoke. Think about, KJ, you're, you're a big campfire guy. Yes, yes. My entire weekend was centered around getting the solo stove set up this uh, this week. And I blocked out time. I was like, hey, I'm going to spend a couple hours putting this thing together. I got the box uh, on the front porch. I was really excited on Friday. So Sunday rolls around. I'm like, hey. Spent maybe 30 minutes with my brother getting my old fire pit the hell out of the way, clearing that shit out of the paint. I unboxed the solo stove. Boom. It's put together. It took me two minutes. Ooh, Within boy. 20 minutes, we were already burning. Your boy was, thought he was going to be smoking some wood. But again, walked away from that. Didn't even have to take a shower immediately. Usually, like, you, you sit there and get just smoke dusted. It was the most chill Sunday afternoon of taking in a little bit of the tournament, sitting poolside, not in the pool, but sitting by the pool with the solo stove going. Dude, we get you have a pool, man. Wow, the American dream over here. Must be nice. You could did you tee off of nine or anything? Yeah. Like, did you hop the fence? I, and- I, I judged some swings. Nothing more uh, uh, annoying than the guy behind the fence. Me this time, just chirping at uh, some some swings. Is that a solo stove you got there? What you oh. got there, man? <laughs> I don't yeah. see any smoke. It's got a low yeah, smoke. It's all fire. No smoke. <laughs> Easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire's blazing in minutes. Take your solo stove with you on the road or set it up on your rooftop or backyard. And Solo Stove is so confident in their products, they give you a lifetime warranty for every purchase. How about that? No one needs a reason to gather around the fire. Solo Stove just took away any reason not to, Dylan. Mm-hmm. And now you can get $10 off when you use promo code BANG at checkout. That's promo code BANG at checkout for Solo Stove. Check it out. Big fans of the Solo Stove. Let's jump right into uh, the party. Let's do a little audible. We'll press some time. You know what I'm not doing right now? Just taking uh, running back notes. I let the people down. Nobody was. We were thrown off by Randy uh, typing in source uh, yeah, code crazy. earlier. So I think we hit the go, party. Dude. Do we even want to party? Randy kind of killed the vibe, but let's let's try to get it back. Damn, Randy. <laughs> okay. Actually, you know what? Now. Okay. Yeah, I, you yeah, know what? I, am, okay. I am ready to party on second. All right. Randy, I apologize, man. That was a little presumptuous of me. You didn't ruin anything, but I, I am here to party. So. <laughs> uh, did you guys see this trailer for the Masters Champions Dinner short film? I have, yeah. And I assume this is for the one that took place late 2020, correct? Yes. Okay. Gotta be. Yeah. Because the cat's in it. Cat's in it. Yes. Walking around fine. That's how I know. Right. And, of course, he wouldn't be now. Yeah. I don't mean I'd be insensitive, but... Thanks. His legs in bad shape. It's in bad shape, but it did make me wonder if he'll he'll try to make, like, a surprise appearance at the Champions Dinner. Ah, that would be very cool. That would be good for my own personal morale. That, I would probably a, uh, tear up and cry. Yeah, that, that's a goosebump sports moment. I, you, I wonder if we know if he's 
it would have to be like he's already seated at the table. I think we're definitely going to get some nobody's getting a shot of Tiger in a wheelchair or with a walker publicly. But I would imagine that's how he's appearing if so. Otherwise, he's Skyping in. Like a scooter, like one of those rascals, you know? Maybe one of those. There you go. I could, I could rock that. Dude, there's a... The rascal is such a scene. Like, my <laughs> my favorite rascal moment uh, was when... I guess I have rascal moments, but my favorite one is when... Uh, in Vegas one time, there was a bachelor party, and uh, all 15 of them rented rascals. And they were just like tearing up and down uh, the strip in Vegas. It was really funny. They had drinks on their little baskets. Come on. It was pretty funny. Pretty funny. My yeah. favorite rascal moment is when they covered uh, Life is a Highway. <laughs> the Ras- Maybe my, my worst band of all time. Rascal Flats? Rascal Flats. And he's I'm got pipes. Kidding. You have to admit he's got oh, pipes. Oh, he does not have pipes, David. He's a wh- he has a whiny, very nasally annoying voice. They are so bad. Life is a highway. Worst band for my money of all time. Okay, there's. I feel nope, like there's nope, worse nope, bands. Bar none. You are really disrespecting the University of North Texas right now. They're all alumnus, alumni of. Uh, is that true? That is facts. Yeah, that, straight that facts. Nothing, that big facts. That doesn't do anything for me. I don't, <laughs> that doesn't have any, any cachet. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I used to begrudge, not begrudgingly. I'm ashamed to say and admit that uh, I did remove a letter from their their name to Rascal uh, 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 Fats. Yeah, it was it was an unfortunate knock on the lead singer, but oh, you know, it's what it is. They called uh, Dylan Rascal Fratz in college, dude. He had a he used to perform in acknowledge the, that Dylan bedazzled jeans and like a Britney Spears microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, what are you doing? Because he, he was fucking killing what are you, shit. What are you like a spiked? Hair and a flavor saver. Like, what are you doing? He was getting it so hard he had to have Dude, a headset. That's not what swag looks like, man. No, you, oh. you would have no idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys followed any of the uh, collegiate uh, wrestling championships over the weekend, but did you did you happen to check out AJ Ferrari? I caught all I needed to see of that, and it was AJ Ferrari. After the fact. After winning. This is the Ferrari family of Allen, Texas, by the way. Yes, that Allen, Texas. Uh, Kyler Murray, among others. So Oklahoma State is a, a wrestling powerhouse, right? Oh, it's I like, Yeah. In like Iowa, I want to, or Iowa State, oh, maybe. Well. Ohio State. I think Penn State. Ohio, uh, Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa. Iowa yeah. I don't know. We just we can just name all the colleges. The Midwest. You know what the Midwest is? Big big wrestlers. Young and wrestling. This. <laughs> His interview, I, I guess we don't have the clip, but if, you, you, you got to watch the A.J. Ferrari uh, interview after he won like, the national championship. Was that what it, what it was? Um, I yeah. didn't see the interview. Where was this uh, before? <laughs> oh my, oh, I'll okay. watch it after. Got, what, walk me through it. what happened because right now I'm obsessed with this family photo of yes. the Ferrari family. And he's, he's, uh, his interview is electric. He's sitting there with his shirt off just looking absolutely shredded and just – Oozing confidence and talking about his preparation. He's he's just it's just an all time, he's just an all time cocky kid, but but somehow also likable at the same time. You want you want the audio? Yeah, you got it. Let's do it. I got it. the audio. Give me a sec here. Let's turn down the party. Awkward pause. Let's we'll run it. I was gonna wait. On point. What was what was it like fending him off? combination of strength and flexibility my dad's made me do it you know i started really seriously lifting whenever i was 12 years old and he made me do yoga every week for an hour every week and it paid off i mean 
I walk around 220-225, and I can do this blitz. So that's just that combination that my dad is doing me, you know. So yeah, so power, flexibility, but confidence. Right. Well, that, well, you do you you do the work. Right. You talk the talk, but you do the walk work. Walk the walk. Right. But the confidence comes from the support, me grinding, knowing I'm working everybody. You know, you can't have that confidence if you don't know you put the extra work in. So people don't see me. I grind behind the scenes. I do a lot of extra shit that people don't see. So it paid off. What? Why were you able to? Have That's probably the gist. Of Is that it. Joe Rogan? Keep no. <laughs> Joe Rogan asking questions. <laughs> it did kind of sound like Joe. Keep in mind that entire thing was done shirtless. Yes. And he is absolutely yoked. He's a specimen. He's like 6% body fat, and he's just jacked. But this family picture of the, the Ferrari family. Dude, which, I'm all in on the Ferraris. Fantastic yeah, the family. Ferrari family. I've never seen or heard of this kid up until um, this headline, and David shared this uh, picture with us. But hearing that voice come out of uh, the gentleman in the middle who is A.J. Ferrari, I think this is when he was committing to Oklahoma State. So he's not yeah. quite as jacked in this photo. He's an I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this photo, struggling to identify which one's the mother. Um, <laughs> I, I one. really don't know. And it, I, I think you're right, Dylan. I think it is the darker hair uh, woman here. But uh, more important than any of those things, why do they have angry Justin Bieber in their family? And why is he fucking staring me down in this yeah, photo? Yeah, he's the coldest looking one of them all. Well, the, of course, the dad who just... <laughs> just brimming with tea. I can honestly say every member of this family can just whip my ass. Yes. Like, oh, there's yeah. no doubt about it. They all know some sort of martial art and are all skilled in it. There's no doubt that the look the dad has on is the, have you been drinking this evening, sir? Like, that's <laughs> the he has on. He's been pulled out of his vehicle, and he's trying to stare him down and say, no, I haven't been drinking. Ask me again. He's got the chain outside the shirt, of course. Got to. I love that family. Yes. Oh. I love that they're DFW's own Ferrari, dude. Allen, dude, Allen is having quite the moment, man. First they first they put out Kyler, now they're putting out AJ Ferrari. Um, some other news out of Allen, super niche news. Uh, they're without head coach for football or athletic director. Strangely enough, those type of things don't happen with a huge school like that out of nowhere. But uh, more on that if there's a stu- a story, story. I did not see this. Yes. Is uh, did the coach leave willingly? We don't know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Both of them have basically retired or resigned, one or the other. But uh, it does not seem to be forced. But it's just strange to happen out of nowhere. Well, let me say uh, this: we'll continue to monitor. We'll keep an eye on it. No, it's something else. We'll continue to monitor. I think uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least note it. We are all aware and 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 keeping an eye on the uh, Deshaun Watson story. I think something with that much gravity. Uh, and that big of a story, we are best to make sure we have all of the facts and the entire yeah. story plays itself out before we ju- jump in with our like ill-advised opinion, especially yeah. something so sensitive. I feel like everybody, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of out of the blue, but making it more confusing is the attorney that's representing um, the plaintiffs is one Tony Busby, who. <clears throat> I think if you're in Houston, you're, you're familiar with him. He ran for mayor. But if you're in, I mean, if you follow the legal community at all, like this guy's pretty over the top and a pretty wild character and um, does a lot of things you don't see attorneys doing. So people, when they saw that he was the one bringing it, I think people automatically thought one thing. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if there's criminal charges brought. It's, it's, a, it's a tough deal, man. You never thought – Deshaun has had nothing but um, – positive things i think in throughout his career like everybody likes deshaun watson 
but we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll monitor uh, it. To be clear, he's not the lawyer that rocks, right? No, no. no. That's David Cumby? Did I make the what? Cumby? <laughs> <laughs> Dylan said absolutely not. <laughs> he's not the lawyer that rocks. No. Okay. He's His billboard was he over made, that uh, Arby's forever. He made. He, he was a headline not too long ago for. Uh, he owns a like a, a tank. Comey. David Comey, Comey is the lawyer yeah. that rocks. But he owns a. Busby does. Like a, a Vietnam era tank, I think. Yeah, Busby was in shit with his neighbors as HOA for having it. a. a Actual World War II tank and he decommissioned. parked in front of the house. They just parked in, in front of his house, just, which I have yeah. to say, uh, high key power. Move. The HOA was like, "Could you, uh, I don't know, move your tank, please?" He's like, "Nah." At least, at least he didn't have like an H two or a burnt orange H <laughs> two, Dylan. Yeah, as yeah. we were talking about Roger Clemens' son earlier. Uh huh. Um, but yeah. And then the only other thing I've got is that Luca went eight from nine from uh, downtown <laughs> yesterday. Of course he did. Which he's good. He's really good. He's shooting uh, above 40% like his last 20 games from three. He's unguardable. He's unstoppable. He's and very good. just deal with it. On the back end of back-to-backs, which I really am enjoying the back-to-back series that we're doing due to COVID travel, playing the same team twice, the NBA's doing that. Uh, the Mavs, two times in a row, um, gotten their ass whooped, and then Luka's been on fire right after that. So, Yeah. Good stuff. All right. We'll uh we'll reconvene next week. Maybe we'll put together a little live stream if we've got time. We'll let you know. Anything we'll be close else? To final four by then. Do what? We'll have final four numbers uh, or final four set by then. Yes, we will. Let's go. Let's go. Let's all right. Go. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 I want my chips with a dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with a dip. So bring them dips.